Hey friend, did you catch last week's episode where I dived into all of the amazing benefits of strength training? If not, please go check it out because this episode does kind of piggyback off of it because we are diving into some tips on how you can start your strength training journey. This is for the person who is terrified of the weight room or fearful of the word strength training or adding any weights to their routine, but also for the person who is an experienced lifter, who likes to exercise, who loves strength training, but maybe you haven't been prioritizing it as much, or maybe you only are getting it in at the gym and then you're at home and you're just not getting in as many days as you would like. There's a lot of tips in here for the whole spectrum. I want to give you guys a lot of tools so that no matter your level of exercise or activity, you can be confident that you know how to navigate navigate your strength training journey. And if you do need more support, I am here for you. But stay tuned for today's episode. We're going to dive into all the good stuff regarding strength training and how you can start doing it today with no equipment. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Desiree Cassell. I'm an orthopedic and pelvic floor physical therapist specializing in women's health, aka pelvic floor. I'm a wife, mom of three, foodie, lover of all things movement in nature, and I'm super passionate about educating, empowering, and supporting other women like you to find and maintain balance throughout all aspects of their lives without pain, pressure, or peeing their pants. And this is the Balanced Momtality Podcast, where we will talk about all things pelvic floor, your core, and optimizing your pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery providing you with the knowledge and tools so that you can feel like the strong, playful, and happy mom that you and your family deserve. Now let's get you out of those pads and back to loving movement. Fill up your water, pop in those AirPods, roll out your mat, and let's connect. Before we start today's episode, just a quick disclaimer that anything mentioned in this podcast is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical conditions. If you have any questions or concerns about your healthcare needs, please seek the care of your medical provider. This is also a safe space where we will be talking about very sensitive but important topics, such as issues with peeing and pooping, relationships, and even sex. So if you have littles around, probably a good idea to pop those AirPods in. But otherwise, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey friend, welcome back. And if you're new here, welcome. Super excited for today's episode. The topic is obviously strength training, which I am just always so jazzed to talk to people about. So I hope not to ramble on and on for you today. I am trying to keep this short and concise and very tactical and practical. However, I have shoved a bunch of tips inside of this episode because I really just want you guys to feel so confident and excited and motivated and ready to get stronger and build that muscle and stop being intimidated by the weights or the weight room or the term weightlifting or strength training. I am here to help change that mindset. And if you're already on the side of strength training, you know its benefits, which by the way, if you are still on the fence or you're not quite sure if strength training is something you should be doing, please go check out last week's episode. This is kind of an add-on from last week's episode where we discussed 
all of, well, not even all, because there are so many more we didn't talk about, but a lot of the amazing, amazing benefits that strength training has. I'm just going to say, no, it's not going to make you look like a buff Arnold Schwarzenegger. It will give you the curves you've been looking for, and it will help you feel stronger to keep up with everything that you're doing and avoid and reduce your risk of injury. So that's just some of the main huge ones that are just kind of like a, everybody needs to be doing this, guys, because I don't know about you. I don't know anyone who doesn't want to feel good, who doesn't want to live pain-free, who doesn't want to be able to keep up with their kids and all the things, right? Like that is something we all want. And we know that a healthy lifestyle and staying active helps get us there. But sometimes we're choosing the wrong type of exercise or maybe prioritizing too much of a type of exercise that might not be giving us the biggest bang for our buck, right? So I'm all about trying to get the biggest bang for my buck wherever I spend my time and energy I want it to just really help me in so many ways. And I have just found strength training to be one of those things. So I do just kind of want to clarify, like, what is strength training, right? Because this could be so many different things. Um, But really, it just comes down to the basic idea that you are using a resistance against your muscle or muscle groups. So we are using some type of weight on the body. Sometimes, as we'll get a lot more into in this episode, that's just body weight, right? So that's what I kind of want you guys to realize is that it doesn't always mean these big meatheads in the gym are having to go even to a gym at all. So inside the episode, we're going to dive into the how how do you start strength training? How can we get strength training in our life? And again, maybe you aren't new to strength training. This episode is still going to give you a lot of different tips and maybe make you think outside the box and help you problem solve those days where maybe you're not getting in your strength training or getting to the gym and you still have some options that you can do at home. So let's just dive right in. Because I do know and I totally, totally understand that fear and that anxiety around strength training, really, and using weight of any kind, especially when it comes to pregnancy or postpartum. The last thing we want is to put our body at risk for injury or especially our growing baby at risk for injury. And we want to do whatever we can to stay active and healthy. But what does that look like? What is too much? I just have never weightlifted before. And I want to make sure that this is something I'm doing safely because postpartum as well, when you're healing and your body is really recovering from pregnancy and delivery, right? You're not just recovering from birth when you're postpartum. We are recovering from nine to 10 months of growing and adjusting and carrying a human baby. So that is a lot on the body. And we need to optimally recover with that. And strength training can be one of those things that really helps you do that. Now, again, you guys, you need to know how to do this safely, obviously. And that's where the fear comes in. We're not sure if something's going to be too much. And so this episode is not for that, right? Like we are here. I'm going to give you a lot of tips to how to start, how to implement some weight training and strength training in your day to day. But This episode is not 
what's good for you and what's bad for you or what's too much for you and what's not or what might hurt you and what might not. So if you are at all unsure if you should be doing something, especially if you are pregnant or postpartum or dealing with chronic pain or chronic other health conditions, please, please seek your uh, medical provider for clearance and also make an appointment with me so we can really narrow down what is good for your body, what is going to give you the biggest bang for your buck and also keep you healthy, active in a safe way so that we are not approaching that risk of injury because that is a fear. We can, with weight especially, hurt ourselves, sometimes really, really bad. And that's why it's such a valid fear why people are afraid of especially heavy lifting. And many people might be like, well, yeah, I do strength training, but maybe you've been curling the same five to 10 pound dumbbells for years, or you've been squatting with the same couple weights for years, we're going to dive into what you should be doing instead, because there is just no time to waste. We want to get the most out of our time. And so the first thing I want to say on how to start is start with body weight. We really, really want to just start with what we're already carrying around every day. If you cannot move through a movement pattern or an exercise without pain or leaking or pressure, and it's just your own body weight, there's no way you should be picking up any dumbbells, any bands, any bars, going to any machines. Like, no, I'm sorry. But if your body is already too much, we need to start there. And even sometimes you guys, if like your body weight, again, maybe your body weight is too much for you. This is where it is always a good idea to seek professional help. Let me know. We will get you on a coaching call and really dive through how you can adjust these movements, what level is good for you, because that is my thing. If you have not been with me for very long or caught on, nothing is good or bad. It all depends on what your body is doing in that exercise and how your body is showing up in that exercise. And if it is showing up poorly or there's some dysfunction there, we don't say, no, you shouldn't do it. We just backtrack it and regress it as much as we need to until your body shows up the way that it needs to. And yeah, people need a lot of help with this. That's why there's physical therapists out here, guys. (laughs) And this is what we do. So um, definitely keep me in mind as you're navigating this if you need any support. But we really do just want to start with our body weight. So what can this look like? I'm thinking squats, push-ups, deadlifts, bridges, planks, dead bugs. These are all movements that you can and should be doing without any weight, right? A squat. Many people can, especially if you have, you know, knee issues or hip issues or whatever issues, quote unquote, you have, or maybe you have an old injury. People I've heard a lot, you know, ah, I can't squat anymore. I don't do squats. I haven't done that in years. Well, let me just tell you, you are doing them every day. (laughs) You sit and stand, right? You get up and out of a chair. That's a squat. That's it. So really, you can just start there. Start 
where you're in a chair, you're standing up, you're sitting down, you're standing up, you're sitting down. You're just going to keep on going until you feel those legs burning. That's really the goal. You know, our goal with strength training is to push our muscles as close to fatigue as we can in a safe way. Yeah. But we want to push those muscles to that point where you feel like your form is about to fail, right? Those muscles are shaking. You've gotten them to that point of fatigue. And we want to consistently, progressively overload that exercise and that muscle group. That's how we build muscle mass. That's how we build true muscle strength and true muscle power. So yes, you know, when we look at like say a body weight squat, if you can do a body weight squat, I don't know, let's say 40 times, <laughs> like you're just up and down and up and down and up and down, maybe you feel a little burn. You know, yeah, we are engaging a lot of great neural pathways. We're getting our joints moving. We're getting our muscles moving. And maybe our muscles are a little fatigued by 40. We're feeling it a little bit. But I can tell you, you're not getting the biggest bang for your buck. You're probably building a lot more endurance in that muscle. And you can probably do a little heavier than that. So we really want to just continue. And this is why I say for those of you who have been sticking with that same amount of weight, whatever it is, maybe it's five, maybe it's 20, I don't know. But if you've been sticking with that same weight for an extended period of time, just think about that. Because the way I got to hip thrusting 300 pounds in August this year was not by sticking with the same 50 pound kettlebell every time and then trying 300 pounds. That's how we injure ourselves, right? No, I started with a 25 to 50 pound kettlebell and I was bridging and hip thrusting that consistently. And almost every week or every other week, I would add more weight. And that's what led it so that it just kept creeping up. And I finally reached my 300 pound goal, which was way out there for me. I just thought that was nuts. And I did it and I am so excited, right? So these goals are doable. I just did that this year from a 25 pound kettlebell. You guys can do this, even if you've never done it before. And I'm here to show you how. So we want to start with that body weight. This really makes sure that we can have the right mechanics and form, that we can use our breath and engage our core in a proper way. So again, think about those typical functional movement patterns, squats, push-ups, deadlifts. Deadlifts are another one that people get really intimidated about because you can really hurt yourself if you do it wrong. But think about it. You bend over and pick stuff up all day long. So if we know how to do a deadlift, now you can reduce the risk of hurting yourself while you're picking stuff up all day long. And I can tell you as a physical therapist, many times I see back issues or people saying they tweaked their back when they're bending over to pick stuff up. So this is how we can prevent injury by training our body in these functional movement patterns over and over again with more weight than our normal body would pick up so that if we do have to bend over all of a sudden and pick up 
a kid from falling or a laundry basket or groceries or whatever it is, our body is now ready for it. It has that motor plan. Now, obviously, we can also think outside of more functional movement patterns, right? Like, well, these are all functional because we pick stuff up with our arms, but like bicep curls. Um, But, you know, I'm more about trying to, again, big bang for your buck. So especially when you're just getting started, it can be great to isolate and just start with one muscle group. So like a bicep curl, right? We're just having to focus on that one joint of the elbow moving. We're focusing on stabilizing our core and how we move our breath through that. And we do, we need strength in our arms. So I think bicep curls are great. However, again, let's think big bang for your buck. So those big functional movement patterns that I just mentioned before really do work a little bit of everything in the whole body. And again, when we're just working with our body weight, we can, depending on the position, even our body weight can feel like a lot because we're not only working with our body because there's also something called gravity. And so gravity can make things a lot harder or obviously we can put ourselves in positions that are anti-gravity and actually having gravity help us through a movement. So really just starting to get creative and think through if you go to do a squat or you go to do a deadlift or you go to do, you know, whatever it is and it feels like too much, even with your body, just start running through that checklist. Like, okay, is this too much? Maybe I should try it in a different position so that gravity is actually helping me. How can I make this a little easier on my body? Or if that body weight is feeling really good and you're like, dang, this feels a little too easy. Like I can do 30 or 40 of these. Then, you know, we do want to push that muscle. We want to push it to fatigue and we want to overload it. So the use of weights and bands and balls and all of these pieces of equipment and machines that help us add weight and resistance to movements and exercises are awesome. And so again, you know, that doesn't mean you have to go, you know, sign up for a gym membership. It doesn't mean you have to go buy all this because weights are expensive, (laughs) have to go buy all these heavy weights or, you know, a bench for you to do bench press on and all of this stuff. No, we can really get a lot of resistance at home. I do think there are some pieces of equipment, especially, well, I should say, hopefully you are fully invested in this strength training journey. And if you're not at all wanting to invest in any type of weights or resistance bands or whatever that is yet, hopefully you get there because that means you're getting stronger, right? Like your body weight is only going to get you so far, especially when we want to overload and train that system to a higher capacity so that our normal day-to-day is easy peasy for our body. But if your normal day-to-day isn't easy peasy, then we do, we need to strengthen it and really push those muscles and push those boundaries. So investing in some equipment can be a game changer. Now, you know, this other tip, like we can use bands, balls, dumbbells, machines. But at home, if you're kind of on that side of like, I don't really want to spend a lot of money on stuff right now, or I can't, or I'm not even sure I'm going to like this. So I don't want to invest in stuff like that. That's fine. I help people wherever they're at. And there's so many creative ways that you can use resistance with what you already have at home. So before I dive into some of that, you know, I do want to kind of piggyback on 
the strategy I just mentioned of using gravity, right? Because if we're thinking of uh, the squat wasn't the best example, you know, more like a push-up. So like for me right now, guys, push-ups, I'm super weak upper body. I hate working out upper body. <laughs> and um, push-ups are hard for me right now. I cannot do one full, really good, solid push-up, which is very sad. It is a goal for me. I have yet to really work towards that goal though. <laughs> so I need to kind of up that, especially since I did just hit my hip thrusting goal. I got to kind of balance myself out, bring some more awareness to my upper body. I know. But so how am I doing push-ups? Because I can't really do a full push-up. And many of you might think of, you know, they call it the girl push-up, which drives me nuts. Um, but where you're on your knees, right? We're on our knees for push-ups. This is how many of us do them. However, it's also not the best idea because it's not putting you in proper form and it's not going to really challenge that full body strength, that ability to really lock your entire trunk and pelvis and legs into a board because that's really what a push-up is, right? That body, your entire body is a board and just your arms are pushing you up and down. And so when we think about a push-up and training to progress into a push-up, we want to mimic that movement as much as we can. So what we what do we do instead? Well, we play with gravity. So we actually come up and you come onto an incline. This can look like pushing up on a wall. This is the best place to start doing wall push-ups. You have gravity not really working as much against you as when you're flat on the floor doing push-ups. And then you slowly get, excuse me, to a lower surface. So right now I am on like a 45 degree angle like a bench or a table. The wall is a little too easy for me, but the floor is a little hard. So we just kind of play with that angle a little bit. What feels good for you? And that's really what we're looking for with resistance. So we can play around with even gravity, making things easier or harder. But when it comes to stuff at home that you can now use as resistance or weights, there are so many options. So we can think about like for a lightweight, we can fill up a water bottle. There you go. Or we can fill up a milk jug for a heavier weight. We can pack a backpack full of books. We can carry heavy groceries. Shoot, pick up your heavy child because that's some many times what is causing pain. Like carrying my kid all day hurts my low back. Well, what we're going to do then is we're going to start carrying your child in a proper way and doing certain exercises with that baby on you or kid. You know, I have some five and six year olds that still like to be carried and making sure that your form is correct in that your breath is correct in that, that we're engaging the muscles that need to be engaged so that then, yeah, you will start to notice that carrying your kid throughout the day is getting much, much easier because your muscles are now learning that pattern and getting stronger. So I want you to really think about like, you know, even like a big bag of rice, like that big five pound um, bag of rice or beans or potatoes or the car seat. That's another one that I hear a lot of times is hard and difficult to maneuver. But if you have a kid, you know, or a baby, then this is a great weight. It's a great functional weight. So especially, you know, even in pregnancy, when you haven't had baby yet, 
you're preparing for baby. So you're getting that car seat a few months ahead. Start squatting with that car seat. Start walking around your house with that car seat. Start deadlifting with that car seat because soon there will be a baby in it. And then you can start doing all of those with the baby. And now you do have that functional weight. So really do not get too complicated and, you know, thinking about this has to be kettlebells or heavy dumbbells or fat fancy bands that have loops on them or whatever it is, right? And yes, some of that stuff can make some exercises much easier and, you know, very effective, but it's not the only option. There are so many things that you can add, use to add resistance. And so if you need more help getting creative um, with that specifically, definitely let me know. Come over to the Balanced Momtality Wellness and Support Facebook group. It is free and private. So you can ask questions. You can share. This is where we're really just helping each other start our journey and along our healing and strength training journey. So again, let's find some weight. Let's start adding weight to those movement patterns. You've already started getting some body weight movement in, and now we're starting to progressively overload with some resistance. But as we start to get consistent with that, right? Like we're doing these exercises, we're adding some weight, but how do I structure this? What does strength training look like? Cause you're telling me that like 40 is way too much. And so what is enough and what is going to be effective? And so there is so much out there, especially on social media of what is the best strength training regimen or what the studies are really showing. And I am definitely taking that into account, but I am also taking into account the reality of motherhood and just life being busy, right? And having a hard time. You know, we don't all have time to just go work out for 45 minutes to an hour, three to five times a week. Like that's a lot for most people, but especially a busy mom, especially someone who isn't really exercising much at all right now, that can be way too much. And frankly, when you're starting out, it is too much. I really want you to start small, feel the progress between three to five different exercises. So pick three to five exercises, really hone in how those movement patterns should feel. If you don't know, obviously I am here, even virtually, we can look at that virtually, what that pattern is and address that. But also guys, there's Google. You can Google how to do a deadlift, how to do a squat, all those things. However, obviously if you go to trial that, you're leaking, you're feeling pressure, you have pain, then you really want to come see me because that's where we want to fine tune. But again, the internet is out there. <laughs> you can figure out how to a squat should look, how a deadlift should look, um, how a push-up should look, all of those things. Um, so I really just want you guys to pick three to five exercises. And this is where you kind of get to decide. You know, like I said, you can start with a very isolated movement pattern, a bicep curl. Um, however, I do think like, again, big bang for your buck here. Like what, what can we do? Maybe we can do some wall pushups. Then we're also getting some arms, um, and you know, just thinking a little more whole body, especially as you're just getting started, will give you a bigger bang for your buck. So more whole body exercises are like what I listed squats, pushups, deadlifts, bridges, planks, dead bugs. Um, but 
anything, anything is great. If you have some favorite like hamstring curl exercises you love or shoulder press exercises you love, then great, start there because it really is important to pick something you enjoy, which is kind of why my hip thrust became such a priority because I do, I enjoy lifting my lower body. I enjoy feeling the burn in my glutes um, and I hate it in my upper body. So there is a reason that I avoid it. However, I hear myself in my head and I do really need to balance myself out a little bit when it comes to that. And so just start with those three to five exercises and you can split those up. Maybe they look like some or upper body and some are lower body. So you want to split that up. Maybe one day you're doing more upper body focus and one day you're doing more lower body focus. Um, And maybe they're pretty full body and you just want to get them in all at once. And maybe you're only doing that two to three times a week. That's great. This does not have to be every day. You know, the study studies do show that three days a week, when we're talking big bang for your butt, guys, it's three days a week. Okay. So that's my other tip for you is really try to get that third day in. Um, I was doing though, just two days a week, And I still hit my 300 pound goal. So that's not to say that two days a week is not sufficient, but you do see a much bigger improvement and increase in that muscle strength, muscle mass once you're hitting three days a week. And obviously, if you're going five days a week, that is even more. But really, the difference between three and five days is not a ton. So like three days is like really where it's at, which makes me feel better (laughs) because then I don't feel so much pressure to have to get there all the time Um, because I do love the gym. I don't do much at home anymore. I did. And there is a season for that. And that's mostly what this is here for, for you guys in that season, not really feeling like you have the time to make it to the gym. And you know, again, even if you are, that's great. And this is how you can help structure that. So aim for three to five times a week. Aim for three to five different exercises. There is no magic number, guys. Like, that's why there is a range because I want you to listen to your body. Honor what your body is telling you. Listen to your body. You shouldn't have any pain, any leaking, any pressure, or anything like that during your exercises. But also, we need to make sure that in your recovery period, you also don't have a ton of those symptoms. So yeah, when we're talking strength training, there is some soreness. Like there's some, especially when you're just getting started, you like might be like, oh God, now I can barely sit on the toilet today. And that might mean you overdid it a little bit. <laughs> it's a good burn and we're excited it's there, but there is a balance. We don't want to overdo it to where the body is in a state of stress because exercise unfortunately is still a stress to the body. And so we need to make sure we are honoring it and listening to it and making sure that it can not only perform, but can also recover optimally. So I do think while you're getting started, another great tip is to give yourself not only um, breaks in between your exercises, but also um, days of recovery. Because especially as you start to increase that intensity and you're really pushing those muscles to fatigue, they do need um, some time to recover and heal. That's going to give you the bigger bang for your buck, even though it seems like you're taking quote unquote a day off because that's where the rebuilding is happening. And if you're just slamming it going every day, like she said, five's good. So I'm going to go five back to back and you're doing the same five exercises every day at a pretty good intensity. You're probably not going to see the progress you want because your body is actually 
actually kind of struggling and it's hard to keep up with everything you're doing and you might not be getting the strength that you want because that muscle is just not getting built because it doesn't have that recovery. Um, and so just think about how you want to split that up. I would give a day in, uh, in between of rest and then in your exercises, give a break. So this is a shift from the concept of like, HIIT training or high intensity interval training or super setting, which I even kind of struggle with because there's something in me that just, you know, I do want to get the big, like cram everything into the little shortest time I have. And so for a long time, I was strength training by super setting. So what that would look like is, you know, say I'm doing bridges and hip and um, some side leg lifts and some deadlifts, right? So I'm doing a set of bridges and then I would roll straight to my side, do some side leg raises, stand up, do some deadlifts, go back down on the floor, do bridges, which this is still effective. We still, there's a lot of research out for why this is good. This also improves your cardio, which is kind of the only way I get cardio in other than my high class. Um, And so it is a great way to increase your heart rate, keep your heart rate up. Your muscles are definitely going to feel fatigued. However... One of the things that I've been trialing out and kind of new because the studies do show this right now um, is the reality that if we allow like one to three minutes of a full break between our sets. So I'm doing that set of bridges and instead of rolling to my side, I just wait there. (laughs) And this is kind of the hard part, right? We're like, I don't have time. I just got to do it all. But just wait there for at least a minute. This is kind of, I'm just hanging out for a minute. And then this is going to allow that your muscle has had that refractory period where now it can show up just as hard or harder, where you can now add that weight and still get in full 10 reps and not feel like you're struggling. So um, really give that break so that you can show up even stronger or at least just as effective on that next set. And when we're talking about reps and sets, because this is the other thing that different really differentiates it with um, cardio and HIIT training is that reps and sets split. So um, reps, if you don't know, is how many times you're doing something. So if I were doing 10 bridges up and down, I did 10 reps. Now, three sets would look like 10, take a break, 10, take a break and then 10 more, right? We got three sets of that in. And so with strength training and really, again, where can we see that biggest bang for our buck? We want the intensity of the exercise to be hard enough that around eight to 10 or 12, so the range is like eight to 12, that we're feeling that fatigue. So if you do feel like you could do 20, 30, 40, it's not hard enough. Okay, I want you to break that apart and make it harder so that by eight, nine, ten, you're like, whoo, I feel it now. And then you take a little break and then you're going to do it again. You're going to get that eight to ten and take a little break and then you're going to do it again. So we're going to get eight to twelve reps and three to four sets. And this is something the research is, again, really showing that that lower reps at a high intensity is where that strength and power and muscle mass is really happening. And then the sets, you know, some people even do four to five sets, but let's be real, guys. (laughs) That's too much for us. We've got too much going on. Exercises be getting boring and we want to move on. (laughs) So three sets, really shoot for that third. I really like that three, you know, three days a week three sets. And um, so eight to 12 reps, 
three to four sets, okay? And again, let's really be mindful of the fact that every exercise is a core exercise. So even if you're breaking things up into upper body or lower body, or it's just, oh, total whole body, do not forget your core. Your core should be working with all of that. And if you don't know what the heck I'm talking about or why your core should be working through everything, then please go look through my podcast list. I just did an episode a few weeks ago on why and how everything should be a core workout. And it's really, really like a key that you just want to grasp when you're strength training because that's what really helps me identify if something's too much for me because if my core if I cannot maintain those core boundaries and listening to my body's boundaries then I know oh look even though I could bicep curl 25 pounds look my back is extending and I've lost my core brace Mm, it's too hard gotta go down a level And or, oh, yeah, look, my core is doing good. I'm breathing through this. This feels great. Now I can up it a little bit. So that core is really there to help you stay stable and prevent injury and also be that kind of guideline for you as you move through. Um, Another thing we really want to take into account as we are um, going into strength training is, again, We're adding in those breaks, right, for recovery. But what if our body doesn't have what it needs to recover? Because now we've just really upped the demand on our body. We've just said, hey, look, you were already doing all this, but now you have to rebuild all this muscle we broke down. Now you have to, you know, combat all of these other things in our body. And if we are not fueling our body as we're adding in these extra stressors, this is where we have extensive soreness lasting for longer than a day or two, um, leading to more achy whole body or pain and injury or, you know, fatigue and not getting that increase in energy because this should kind of add fuel and add energy to your day, not deplete it. And so what does that mean? This means that we need to be taking care of our bodies with sleep and also nutrition, particularly protein, right? We are breaking down muscle. So if we want to rebuild muscle, we need to be consuming as much protein as we can. And, you know, I usually say that because for the most part, especially with women, we are not consuming enough protein. (laughs) And it's usually, you know, if you're super weightlift, like weightlift happy, you've been doing this for a long time, or you bodybuild, or you've been already in that high fitness mindset for a long time, then maybe you're already on that side where we have to kind of watch and make sure you're not getting too much protein, because this can be hard on the kidneys. But as we are increasing that strength training demand, we do need to increase our protein demand. And with that, you know, being that it can affect our kidneys, the thing that helps balance that out and also helps so that our muscles stay elastic and able to be flexible and move around is water. So we need to make sure we are getting in enough water as well. So increase your protein intake. We're really aiming for 0.8 to 1 gram per pound that you weigh, um, which is a lot, honestly. Like I'm trying to get in a lot of 
protein right now, like around 150 grams and it's hard to get in. (laughs) And I'm, that's why we use things like protein shakes and just being mindful at this point, I'm having protein with every snack, every meal. Um, I'm drinking water, aiming for um, half your body weight in ounces is that minimum water requirement. But as we are more active, that does increase. So again, just increase that water, increase your protein, make sure you're getting enough sleep. And I promise as you start increasing or adding or just prioritizing strength training into your weekly routine, you will start to feel so good. It really does just, I can't even explain to you. Like I feel so much stronger. I can run and play and pick up my kids. And I even still kind of have that thought like, oh, this might hurt. I'm like, oh good, my back, it's actually fine. (laughs) And it's because I've been deadlifting for this last year and really working hard on increasing that strength and the capacity and that functional capacity in my body. And I just hope that this episode really helped you feel a little more confident on how you can start tackling strength training so that you can start taking that on all by yourself. And if you do need some more support or structure or guidance or accountability, I am here for that. I help do that all the time and I would love to help you. But for now, just be mindful of the fact that we want to start with body weight. And as we add resistance in, it doesn't have to be, but can be a band, a dumbbell, a kettlebell, a heavy ball, a bar, plates, but it can also be a water bottle, a milk jug, rice and beans, a heavy laundry basket, a car seat. Let's get creative here. It does not have to be something that you have to pay for. You can do all of this at home. Um, let's aim for three to five times a week. We are trying to do three to five exercises and we are going to try and do each one at an intensity that is eight to 12 reps, three to four sets. Okay. So that's your little overview of strength training and kind of how you can start incorporating it throughout your day. I would love if you could come over to the Facebook group, Balanced Momtality Wellness and Support. Let us know what exercises you are tackling so that you can have some accountability and that we can also check in and help. Or maybe you don't know and you're like, hey, Desiree, what should I start doing? Just tell me. I don't even want to think about it. I'll do that for you. (laughs) All for free over at the Facebook group, okay? Balanced Momtality Wellness and Support. Come hang out with us. I'd really love to grow that community. Um, I really want it to be super interactive. It's free. It's there for you guys, okay? And I am a physical therapist. I do this all the time. Reach out to me if you want some more private coaching or if you want to come in person for a session. Let me know. We'll get that going for you. But for today, just start brainstorming how you're going to start integrating strength training into your life. I hope you're motivated and inspired to do so. And I am just so excited to see how strong you get after today's episode. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day. I know you've got so many other important things going on, but I hope it was helpful and you leave here with some tools to help you in your healing journey. And I just want to ask you if you have found this helpful to please leave a review on iTunes. Scroll down to the bottom of my podcast page and leave that five-star review so it can help other women see this information 
And also, if you want to be a part of my community of amazing women trying to balance all the things, great tips and insight and sharing stories and just motivating each other along the way, feel free to join my Facebook group, The Balanced Mentality Wellness and Support. I hope to see you here next time on the Balanced Mentality Podcast.